the glory forever. Amen. Would you like to read the scripture with me and then let's stand up and read that very small portion of the scripture this morning? So let's say it the way it says. Rejoice. Say that like you're, you're feeling. Are you with me? Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Can we repeat it again? Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will. Christ Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. So according to the New Testament is something that Christians are expected to exercise because they understand that everything is a gift from God. Let me just say that to you again, please. According to the New Testament, gratitude is something that Christians are expected to exercise because they understand that everything is a gift from God. Some years ago, as I, was, as I was serving another church in Los Ranchos Presbytery in our region, um, we had a session meeting in that particular church, and then I went to uh, one of the elders that I knew that she was going through a particular uh, challenging uh, time, and I asked her, you know, how are you managing through all the circumstances that you are going through? She was, as I told you, going through a different kind of, different kind of challenges, and she looked at my eyes, and she said, Alfredo, life has been very challenging lately. Things at work are hard, and my health is not improving. But I have to tell you that those things don't define me. And then she said, there are many reasons to be grateful to God, to my family, and to my church. Now, when I heard that, those things don't define me, define me, I immediately thought about anything, different kind of things that also I was also facing, and I thought, this is a really good reminder that I need to think about who is and what is it that defines me. Pastor Tobin Wilson, two weeks ago, he was talking about the myth of, of gratitude. And one of them is that people think that you are weak when you are grateful. And uh, you're self-effacing. Um, that if you are going through trials, you are not supposed to be grateful. Remember those, those myths? But I tell you, gratitude is a mark that has been given to Christians because they understand again that everything that they have is a gift. So thinking about what is it that is the foundation of gratitude. It can, you know, as I was researching and working uh, on my own project, I, I realized that we don't talk a lot about joy as one of the reasons. As Mindy was saying, you know, God is joy. Remember, Mindy, when you, when you were reading? So, yeah, so joy is one of the foundations of gratitude because when you, when you are given something, when you are 
blessed with something, you know, that energizes you. That makes you feel something that you were not feeling before. When you are surprised with a gift, you know, that will provide for in you, that will give you a sense of thankfulness. You will be inspired. Why is this person thinking about me? What is it that moved this particular person uh, to do this on my behalf? When I visited yesterday with uh, Sharon Wakamoto, it was amazing with, because I, when I got to see her, she was really, I mean, she was obviously going through the pain of the process that she's going through, but she was, you can tell that she was grateful, and not only that, she was joyful too. She was watching the Dodgers versus Angels, I guess. <laughs> so, but yeah, joy is what you have when you realize how much you have. When you think about your life and you look back and you come into your, this time of your life, you realize that you have not been able to do that all by yourself. And so you know that this is it's a great joy to know that you haven't been alone. So according to the EUC Berkeley, a greater goods and science center, they said something like this. Emiliana Simon Thomas, which is one of the directors there, analyzed the data from something that they call interactive gratitude journal, uh, thanksfor.org. Uh, she found out that the greater number of gratitude experiences people have on one given day, the better they felt. People who kept at it at least for two weeks they will show significantly increase of happiness, greater satisfaction in life, and higher resiliency to stress. This group even reported fewer, uh, fewer uh, headaches and illnesses. So it, it seems to me that it pays off to be grateful. But you have to have a reason to be grateful for. You have to really figure out what is it that you have been given that you probably wouldn't be able to get it by your own, on your own. If you think about that, you think about your own life. Tell me something, and that, this is part of a conversation. I was thinking about not walking too much today because Steve did all the walking already for me, right? That was good, thank you. So um, tell me something about your life you know do you realize that you probably were, were you were not able to produce to create yourself that it took your father and your mother to be engaged in different ways in order for you to be here right have you ever stopped and say lord thank you for that great moment that they had <laughs> now you're laughing That we are here. And sometimes the people even didn't realize, didn't realize that, you, that you were created until then. Until they find out. But you know what? Life is the greater gift that you have been given. And it came all by somebody else's decision. So you, 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 the first joy that you have is that you are alive. And I tell you, not many people stop, take a pause, and say, by the way, I'm alive. And I'm here today. 
So I want you to stop today and think about that gift. Whether you are 55, 54, or 60, or 80, or 10, or 12, do you realize that you are alive? Number one. Number two, that you are alive, but also you have a number of things that have kept you alive. One of them has been your family, people around you, encouraging you, giving you things that you probably didn't even think about it. But yeah, so joy for who you are. I want to think that some people, you know, they don't take time to say, you know what, I'm grateful for my own life, for myself. We find so many reasons not to be thankful about our own selves that we find, probably sometimes we find other reasons to be not thankful about other people's life either. The same way that we are not thankful for ourselves, we project that into other people too. I want you to stop and think about who you are. You are a beautiful creation. So you have, a, you have a reason to celebrate. And I know, no, every single life is as happy or happier as, you, as yours maybe, but they are alive. And now we all struggle with different kind of things, with our emotions, with our, you know, resources and different kind of things, but we do have gifts. One of the joys that uh, Sharon and I were Talking about yesterday was this, the, the joy of having the medical care. And the way they care for her. There are so many reasons if you stop and think about it. And you can say, oh my goodness, that, yeah, that's right. Is that the other reason that I think people should be able to, to be grateful is because they have a hope that defines them. So gratitude also arises in people's hearts when they can expect good and favor, obviously based on God's uh, love and power. And I'd like to read with you a story that I think is very powerful. Let's read that next text, please. Let's try to do it again. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between... As he was going into a village... Ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go and show yourself to the priests. And as the day went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back, Praising God, he threw himself at Jesus' feet and Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God? Is that this? Then he said to him, rise. So, interesting, there were 10, right? But 10 fellow has been 
blessed with something that he didn't even know that is going to happen for him that day. He was feeling that life was going in a very direction now. He, he has the conviction that his fortune is already changing because of Jesus' intervention. intervention. That was enough for him, for this Samaritan, to feel grateful to God. Praise and gratitude were in his mouth because he has reasons to start afresh. While the other nine had a confirmation of healing, this Samaritan had a confirmation of wholeness. He not only got a miracle, but an affirmation that his faith is working now for him and will continue to do so. So this guy reminds us that having hope for a better future always allows us to be thankful in advance. Now, let me tell you something about this story that we are not told here, which is basically, even though Jesus was the one who healed him, and even though he knew, he realized that he was totally healed, he was not officially healed. Please bear with me. He was not officially healed. He has he has to go to the rulers, to the priests, to those in power. And they will say to him, they will examine him like a doctor will do, right? And they will say, yes, you are clean. Until the priest say that, he cannot say that he was clean already, that he was healed. So officially, he was not healed yet. But let, look at this. He's already celebrating his new future because he realized that somebody has given him a hope that he didn't have anymore. And now he's thinking, now my future is going to be better. I'm going to be a new person now. I have a different way of living now. Why? Because even though he didn't know Jesus personally, he knew that he did something in his life that nobody can deny. And then so in advance, he came back and said, and praise God, and also thank Jesus through his, at his feet and thank him. And that was an amazing act of recognition that even though the priest has, has not seen him yet, it's going to happen. It is going to happen. And it's already happening. So Hope is like that. Hope sees the future not with fear, but with a tremendous realization that God somehow is going to work it out. Are you with me? So this fellow felt that somehow, and that's the reason he did what he, whatever he did. Now, by the way, it's amazing to me that the story doesn't tell us that because they were going together he will not be seen by the, Israel, by the Jewish priest because he was what? So I don't know where he was going, actually. And did he realize that when he was going with his friends? Oh, my gosh, I don't have to go to that guy. He's not going to welcome me. Let me tell you something else. He realized, and if you can please put the first part of it, of the reading, of this, not the first reading, but the second reading. Uh, will you please? Okay, I read it. Is it there? Okay. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled what? Along the what? The border between Samaria and Galilee. And he found 
10 people who were normally separated, normally rejecting one another, normally uh, dismissing one another, together. There, were no, there, was, there was no border for them anymore because they were together for, together for the same pain, the same rejection, the same fear. Actually, Borders, power, and the struggle lost its grip on these 10 men because their suffering was more significant than their nationality. Jesus was able to bring healing to 10 people who were together again for the same pain, uncertainty, rejection, and shame. New life and new hope and new friendship took place because he welcomed and healed them without any requirement other than hearing their cry for mercy and hope. Now, if you realize Jesus didn't say, wait a minute, are you Samaritan? Well, you're going to have to wait for another guy. No, he didn't do that. He's, he cleansed them, he healed them with the only requirement that he saw was they say, please help us out. As you know, recently our southern border has become a place of great turmoil. It is tough to see how much pain and brokenness is developing there and around the country. But I am confident that the St. Jesus can also bring healing and wholeness to our border and to our country. Jesus sees their cries. Jesus sees their pain. Jesus sees their uncertainty. Can we see it? Can we hear it? Can we do something about it? Now, let me tell you something that was amazing to me this week. The Muslim community in South Bay, Tampa, Florida, has offered to bring the children that are in detention centers into their homes and communities, and they offered to pay for all the related expenses until these children are reunited with their parents or legal representatives. This immense crisis is mobilizing people across the country and across the political and religious affiliations. Overcoming this challenge, challenge is only possible together. Like the ten, 10 guys that were together in their pain? Yeah, we have a pain that we need to face together. We, it's not a time to be blaming anybody. It's time to do what we have to do and do it really well. Healing is possible. Reconciliation is possible. New beginnings are possible. New and fair laws are possible. Let's be grateful in advance because we pride ourselves, we pride ourselves that you can do anything in America. Can we make it happen now? Can we bring healing to this country? Can we bring a new beginning to this country? Yes, we can. Because we have hope that God has not given up on this country either. You know, we say God bless America. Well, God has been blessing this country even before it was formed. And we continue to do so not because we are better than anybody else. It's because he loves the entire world. So hope is possible if you want to take it. If you want to embrace it. We understand that we don't, we don't agree on many things, and we don't have to, but we can agree on one thing. This country and this world can be better if we make a space for Jesus' love and grace and healing. 
shouting leper, leper to people passing by was the obligation of these 10 men. They have to keep people away from their contagious illness. That was the number one item on their daily agenda. They have to call out their their leprosy. They have to say, I am not good. I'm ill. I'm sick. But now, because of Jesus, they can shout out and say, healing and wholeness. Isn't it great that we came from leprosy, leprosy. Now we can say healing and wholeness. You know, hope is a powerful thing, and we can be grateful in advance. One of the gifts that I received, I see people, it's kind of a little bit serious right now, so let me just tell you, I'm serious too. But I, w- I received a gift that was really amazing. Maybe, maybe you also got that gift when you were a, a child. By one of my sisters, she brought me unexpectedly a gift. It was a skateboard. I never had one. I was eight back then, and she gave me this very beautiful red, small skateboard. And I was so joyful that I could ride this thing. I didn't know how to. But I was anticipating that I would be able to do that, that the very same day that I got it, I started using it, not knowing what I was doing, but I was trying my best because in my mind the picture was that I was actually riding and, and jumping and doing whatever they do in the past with that thing. Because I did get to see that in the past. So I started immediately and I was like thinking that I was managing until I fell off and broke my, one of my teeth. But I tell you, it didn't bother me because the pain of the, teeth, of the tooth was not com- no, didn't have comp- comparison to the joy of having a gift and having a future in my mind and a hope in my mind that things can be better and that I was dreaming something special. So I got up and I, I pretended that nothing happened until my mother said, what happened there? <laughs> well, I also knew that it will grow back. It will grow again, right? And I guess this is saying, we're going through life and we need to have that sense that things can get better. That the dream is not over. That yes, sometimes seems very naive to think that way. Sometimes things that are very like, oh my gosh, this guy or those people or whatever. But I tell you, None of the Bible characters will be our heroes today if they will have given up. They never did. We should not do it either. So hope is that sense that makes us feel grateful in advance. In a way, it's a prophecy. We are kind of prophesying a better future. And I'd like to ask our church to do that to wrestle with the problems that we have, the challenges that we have as a person, as a family, as a church, as a society, as a nation, as a world, with the sense that God somehow has a better future for us and we can celebrate in advance. We can do that, brothers and sisters. 
Let's celebrate in advance the healing, the reconciliation, the renovation, the transformation that is already happening and will continue to happen in our lives, in our families, in our society, in our country, in our, in our world. I'm going to call you to action this morning with me. Is it difficult for you to exercise gratitude? I'd like to, maybe that's the case, I would like to ask you to take the following challenge for this week. First of all, number one, I would like to ask you to surprise somebody this week with an expected gift. Make sure to pay attention to your feelings when they receive receive it and when they thank you. Do that to somebody this week. Find somebody and surprise this person with that unexpected gift. Second, spend some time this week reviewing your personal story. Ask yourself what gifts or blessings have encouraged me in my life journey. What is it that have encouraged you? Recognize it, name it, put it back in front of you. The last one, invest some time praying to spend your ability to observe God's work in and around you. I tell you, when we spend our imagination our hearts, our minds, our souls, our spirits. And we, get, we will get to see things in a way that we never were able to do it in the past. If not, ask Peter. Peter was so entrenched into his Jewish mentality. He thought that the gospel was only for the Jewish. Until a vision came, he was fasting, he was praying, and a vision came, and God told him, Peter, let's eat some hamburgers. How about some hot dogs from Germany? Normally from pork. And so he said, look at these two words, so interesting. No, Lord. No, Lord. Because I never eaten things like that in my life. That happened three times. And then Peter got to see something that he never saw before, which was that the love for Jesus Christ didn't have limits. It was also for the Gentiles, the people that they thought were unclean. And God told him, what I have cleaned, you don't call it unclean. I think it's a powerful thing because it's easy for me to think that somebody is less than me. But if, you, if your eyes and my eyes are changed and expanded and our imagination allow Jesus to play in there, to work in there, you will notice that we, you will, you, we will not be able to see the same way. So, joy and hope as foundation of gratitude will inspire your life, my life, our lives, to be and to live a different kind of life. How many of you grumble normally? None of you, I know. 
do you complain? Yeah, normally you do that? Good. That's a good thing. How about whenever you are complaining, you remember good things? That might help. That might help. And instead of calling leper, leper, you say healing, healing, wholeness, wholeness. I think it will be a totally different story because there is no lepers among us. There is not. Every single person that is here is so beautiful. Whether you have one view or the other, it doesn't matter to me. You are so beautiful. But also out there, every single person that is out there is so beautiful. So let's pray. Amen? Please stand up. Señor, Señor Jesús, gracias por tu amor. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your love. I probably was a Samaritan, and you took me in. I probably didn't have an amazing sense of purpose, but you gave it one. I probably didn't have so many things in my mind that were put there by your grace, and you gave me that. So everything, my life, my journey, everything that I have, it is because you had given it to me and to us. Father, also, I didn't have probably that great vision for the future, an anticipation that somehow you can bring a new reality, a new beginning. But we have it because of you. So we want to take that, like one of our, our brother Len said, to embrace that we are embraced. Let's do that today, Father. We do that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.